All right, welcome back in. 218 on a Monday afternoon. Glad you could join us, 760 WJR. Don't forget Mitch Album coming up next. You know, we should be used to this, but it always bears repeating. And I'm sure our next guest never gets tired of receiving the applause his beautiful island gets, nor do we ever get tired of making the trek back to that beautiful island. Of course, we're talking about Mackinac Island and the executive director of the Mackinac Island Convention and Visitors Bureau is kindly joining us. Let's welcome him in, Tim. Hi, Tim. First of all, really appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us here on 760 WJR. Hey, Sean, what a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And, and you know what? An apropos day, as I look out my window here on Main Street, it is filling up with sailors from the Bayview to Mackinac race. And the, and the line out of the Pink Pony is already down the street. So it is party day on Mackinac Island. Tim, there is a feeling you can't quite describe it. When, when, when that boat docks and you get off and you take a look and then you walk out on, on that beautiful Main Street, uh, that is a sight. I'll tell anybody that hasn't made that trek yet. That is a site that that there's really nothing to compare it to. That first 100 plus yards that you're even on the island. Sean, you nailed it. This is one of the most unique destinations in all the country. And the more that I get to travel, and my friends and my people, my and my circle get to travel, they, we all kind of come back and say, "Goodness gracious, how fortunate are we to have Mackinac Island." in Michigan, number one, in our backyard, and how fortunate are we to be able to represent it right now? You know, Tim, a part of the reason we're having you on, again, applause, you guys should be used to it, but we're never going to get tired of talking about this gem that we have in essence of our own backyard. Travel and leisure uh, said the number two favorite island in the continental U.S. I pick it number one. Number 19 for favorite islands in the world. Congratulations. Isn't that amazing? Now, it stung a little bit this year, Sean, because we won the event last year. <laughs> so we were number one, but we got, uh, oh, it was just so, just a small margin of uh, between us and the number one island this year, which are the, you know, the St. Simons Island, Sea Island, Georgia, that area down there. But isn't that a great, it's just, it's not only great for the island, but it's great for the entire pure Michigan messaging. It really, I mean, when you think about some of the areas and, you know, I mean, I'll mention some of the ones that, that you didn't mention. I mean, Hilton Head, which, which everybody yeah. raves about and taking nothing away from it or Sanibel Island or, or the Keys. It really is a testament to just how big the Mackinac Island brand and experience is, Tim. It is. And it, um, uh... And it's consistent. I mean, we've been in the top 10 for a lot of years now. And I think we got a lot of people's attention when we, you know, ended up number one last year. In fact, when I went to New York City, I was able to represent the island and pick up the award. And these young 30 and 40 year old women that work at Travel and Leisure magazine said we are just in love and obsessed with Mackinac Island. And so we are reaching a new crowd, a new demo and a new geography. You know, Tim, if you're a Michigander, I think you know this better than anybody is Tim High, the executive director of uh, Mackinac Island Convention and Visitors Bureau, kindly joins us. It is generational for people. You know, my my grandparents took my parents to Mackinac Island. I've Mm -hmm. taken my children to Mackinac Island. But it is interesting to me. It, It seems like 
word has kind of gotten out around the nation. It's it's not just we Michiganders and that generational thing. It seems like more and more, I don't know the best way to say it, unique visitors are coming to Mackinac mm-hmm. Island and most importantly, coming back. Yeah, and coming back, the repeat visitors. We get so many here uh, on Mackinac. But I think, you know, it just kind of comes back to what you said at the beginning, Sean, about that first 100-foot experience, the first things that you see once you step foot on Mackinac and you realize, hey, there's nothing fake about it. It's so authentic. There are no cars. You see horses that are actually working and not props. And, and you hear, you can hear people talk and you can hear kids laugh and you can hear the clip-clop of horses. There's nothing better in the world. It, the, all senses are centralized here on Mackinac just for all the good stuff. You know, I, I would be remiss if I didn't also mention three, count them, three Mackinac Island spots placed <laughs> yeah. in the favorite resorts in the Midwest as well. Ample opportunity as I, I toss that softball to you to crush it and congratulate <laughs> you. Well, this is why the island scores so well is because of these attractions that we have. And you know what? There are no no flag hotels here. But we, that's what we can say in the industry for the Marriott's and, and the Hilton's and things. So these are all individually branded hotels. Hotel Iroquois, Island House Hotel, Grand Hotel, all rank in the top 10 of the uh, best resorts in the Midwest. And that just speaks volumes for what people can do on their own without the backing of a large marketing and, and organizational kind of a tool that, that uh, the Marriott's and the Hilton's bring. You know, Tim, it's interesting. Chris Renwick and I were talking before the show, you know, as the summer winds down for so many people and, you know, the kids are heading back to college not too long from now or kids back to school. A lot of families like ours are talking about where to go. Our conversation lasted about two minutes before we all just decided (laughs) we're going to Mackinac Island again. It's been a couple years that we've gone as a family, so we're going to Mackinac Island again. For people that haven't been there, Tim, you can do such a better job than I can. Why should they choose Mackinac Island? You know, it is a, it's, a, it's a bit of a life changer uh, because of the attributes that, that you and I have been talking about. And it, just, it isn't just the kind of things that you see and that you do. It's just it, what's, it's what sticks in your soul after you leave. You've got this great memory and this great feeling about the experience that you just had. And that's why we get the repeat visitors. That's why people come back to the island over and over again. It's, um, it's just a, a throwback in time and just something that you don't see anywhere else in the country. It always seems like there's something different going on on the island as well. And I, I think that, you know, you mentioned all the sailors, you know, that, that are, you know, have <laughs> made their way to the island, matriculated to the island. And it's, it's such a special thing. But there's always something special going on the island. And, and that's one thing that, that has always excited me is, oh, hey, look, you've got this going on. You've got that going on. In the next month, what kind of special events are going on on the island? Well, we're, uh, pretty soon here in the next week or so, we're going to be celebrating the 105th anniversary of Mackinac Island being a non-motorized island. So mm. uh, it was back in the in the late 1890s when uh, the city fathers saw one of their first cars on Mackinac. Cars didn't like horses. Horses didn't like cars. So the automobile was banned. And so that's that's a celebration that's coming up at the end of summer. It's always the last weekend in August before Labor Day. We have our Fun Fudge Festival so the entire island celebrates fudge because we are the fudge capital of the world. And so you can go up and down Main Street and go into restaurants and have 
fudge-infused drinks, and there'll be some thematic dinners uh, that are fu- that are fudge-based, and then lots of family fun activities in the open areas. So it's uh, we celebrate the chocolate, we celebrate the fudge, get the kids all wired up before they go back to school, and <laughs> and then then what we try to do at the very end of the season, we have our own little version of Halloween here on the Mackinac Island. It is the ultimate blowout because it's the end of the season. Our employees are ready to party. People that come to the island, our visitors are ready to party. Uh, sales are real deep at the stores because nobody wants to store it over the winter time. So it's a great blowout, and that is uh, the weekend uh, right before Halloween. So that would be October twenty seventh and twenty eighth. Great stuff, Tim. Uh, the executive director, Mackinac Island. Uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau. Again, travel and leisure. High marks for the island. If you haven't been, make sure you go. We can't wait to be there in a couple weeks. Tim, you guys always put on a great show for everybody, and we appreciate you taking the time. Oh, Sean, thanks for letting us tell the story over and over again. We sure appreciate it. All right, Tim, hi. Kindly joining us here, 760 WJR. I'll tell you what. We were there, and Paul W., and, and our our sales uh, lady, Ava, we were there in the first week of May, and it was 38 degrees, and I'm not joking, it was like icy rain making our way across the straits, and it was still one of the most breathtaking things. I never, ever ceases to amaze me. Uh, if you haven't been up, certainly check it out. They are winning award after award after award year after year. All right, Marie Osborne's got a story. I don't know if Marie knows this, okay? Um, I'm somebody she can talk to about this. Stick with us. 760 WJR.